I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Dragons, they finished 14th on points. So it was in their 19.8 uh, games, uh, points per game. Line breaks, 4.3 per game, which was 14th. Tackle breaks, they finished 11th in the comp. Meters, they finished 16th in the comp. Offloads, they finished 11th. Tackles, they finished 8th. Missed tackles, they finished 8th. Errors, they finished 10th. And penalties, they finished 6th. The Dragon season, uh, Disaster. Absolute disaster, unfortunately. Even though, even though I still kind of felt that, you know, they're that kind of side that could fight around the, you know, the eighth, ninth, tenth if they play their best footy. My concern for the Dragons is is everything that happened off the field this year for them, and we're heading into a new season with their key player, basically saying that I would rather be somewhere else. And. They haven't really recruited that much where I sit back and go, wow, like, look out. Outside of Shane Flanagan, but let's just speak about the year in review first. I think that they're another example of, although their roster isn't that great, when you see all this stuff going off higher up in the office, it just leaks all the way down every time. I think the handling of Anthony Griffin being sacked was really, really poorly handled. Uh, I think that the Dragons showed a lot of fight towards the end of the year and they should be commended for that. But they just didn't give themselves, as a club, I think the best opportunity to be the best they can be. And unfortunately, it's going to take Shane Flanagan a bit to, be, to make the club appealing enough to sign some big names. Uh, so really disappointing year for the Dragons. Uh, no shock whatsoever. The first two teams we talk about are the noisiest teams. Mm. Mm. So it stands out to me straight away. And, mate, some of the stories coming out of the Dragons this year was just ridiculous. You even go back to – I mean, like, they, they, they played that um, charity shield at the start of the year and they, even then they looked like they weren't even interested. Mm. First time they got to play footy this year and they didn't even look like they wanted to be there since then. As you said, the captain's been very vocal. That is That might be the biggest red flag I have ever seen in rugby league. Mm. That your captain who – he's a state of origin player. He is a goer, Ben Hunt. Mm. 
Even seemingly it's just so toxic that he's got no interest in it. Yeah, and look, I understand the argument of like he's contracted, he's paid a lot of money. Yeah, for sure. I get it. I get it. And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say you're wrong for having that argument. But I think there's also another argument. If a guy like Benny Hunt is so, so keen to get out of there, geez, it must be bad. Imagine what we're not hearing about. Yeah. Yeah. And for a guy like Ben Hunt to be like that. But mate, could you imagine? He's going to spend the next five or six weeks with the other Kangaroos players. Give you a red hot tip: there's no other Dragons players in that squad. Mm. If he wants to leave now, imagine when he goes into that for five weeks. Yeah, he's carried them for like a couple of seasons now for mediocre finishes for the Dragons. Obviously, five wins to their name this season. Like this year, scored eight tries. He had 19 tries. This year, had 17 line break assists. His numbers are brilliant, and he's a club captain, and he doesn't want to be there. Ooh. Like, he's on a massive wicket and he was willing to pay to leave. Yeah, and it's, it's like Ben Hunt is such an ultimate professional and he goes out there and we saw this year, in the back end of the year when he said he didn't want to be there, he goes out uh, and he tries his ass off every single game. Mm. However, if he's going into next year and he's still there and even an ounce of him doesn't want to be there, everything changes. Yeah. So mm. it's so concerning for them and, you know, you don't want to be talking about a a club and you know bring it down to one player but that's what it feels like it, it is with the dragons one yeah. player one player one player i just I, I cannot believe they're going to go into next season with him i really can't i i, th- I think it's another example of poor management yeah if, if he comes and says boys i desperately don't want to be here so much so i'm willing to pay to leave and you've gone you know what we're just going to convince him it's like <laughs> so you're going to convince a guy and he's still said no nah, not keen why not say okay Let's make the best of a bad situation. Because the problem now is heading into preseason. How can that team possibly look at look across to each other and say, we're all willing to go to the nth degree to get a win when we know our captain has openly said he would rather be somewhere else? Imagine imagine round one when they're standing behind the post after seeing their first try and it's normally your captain that would talk. Yeah. Fuck's gonna listen to Ben Harnett now. And like and so it's gotten so bad and there must have been so much that's happened to Ben Hunt from the club that he's gone, I just cannot be here. I don't want to be here. Like, you just got to make the best of a bad situation. Start working on replacements. From the Dragons' perspective, though, that's the thing. There might not be a replacement. And not even there might not be. I don't think there is anyone on the market they can get. We just said how important Ben Hunt is to this team. If they say, all right, mate, you don't want to be here, we'll let you go. And then they end up with... Some absolute spud in the halves, partnering a rookie in Talatel Moan. Like, like, could it get that much worse? They're second last. And look, okay, they could win a spoon, but let's. I'm sure they could get someone, obviously not as good as Benny Hunt, mm. but close, like, good. Good. Maybe not in the seven or six role. It might be in the front row role. It might be in the fullback role, whatever it is. And so you just bite the bullet and go, okay, let's, let's start building towards the future. What, what just surprises me is that they had Bud Sullivan and Moan there. Um, I, guess, I guess if, you sh- if you're taking the approach of like a trade and a swap and you go, all right, Ben Hunt doesn't want to be here, we will swap him for someone else's best player mm. who's disgruntled at the club or they don't want him, whatever it might be. Maybe that was the approach, but... But now you've got a captain that doesn't want to be there. Like the, yeah. the, the alternative isn't Ben Hunt goes, oh, okay, I want to stay and I'm happy to be here. Yeah. The alternative is him going... I fucking want out. And, the, and, and, and I, I completely agree. With, on all fronts, on the way it's panned out, I wish he wasn't there next year. 
do you, you know how there's that that awkward sort of one month period where is he staying is he going what's happening in that period do you think the dragons tried this and they contacted every club and they tried to find a replacement they couldn't find one do we think like i'm only speculating surely would have heard whispers because you we're, you're always hear whispers like if they were contacting a manager would use it to get a, a bigger deal from the club you know what i mean like let's say yeah. they've reached out to titans and said we want i don't know tino and tino was about to resign the manager leaks it so that the yeah. titans up there off like surely it would have gotten out Something. that they were shopping for a swap i mean ben hunt's manager probably would have leaked it yeah to to push along the the narrative of all right this is happening and the fact that we're having this conversation and we don't know like if he's gonna we assume he's gonna be there next year but yeah you've touched on it culture it says oh. all the way the club's managed so it's just so messy and this is the other thing like like i think sometimes we forget like this is the red v these are the dragons they're one of the most famous clubs yeah. in our game they're one of the proudest clubs in our game and they are complete and utter shambles it's like to think that one of them you know that this the red v is going into a season with a captain who has said i don't want to be here mm. and they're going oh we'll just make it work yeah I like, d- it's just sends the worst message ever like you're willing to cop that from a player and i know it's easier said than done they've got jobs and they need the best players there and you know their fans would be even more angry if they're finishing 17th but it's like at what point do you stand for something yeah and i mean like i i look at the new coach who, who i think is a good get for them all things is i think shane flanagan's a good get. great get how can this possibly happen under shane flanagan's watch i know from what we know of flano well flano signed from round 20 or something was it no, but Flano's trying to con- has tried to convince Flano's him. Flano's come out and said, I want him to stay, I need him here. Yeah. And so since then, Hunt's gone, yeah, yeah, I'm staying, but I'd probably prefer to be yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, well, may, may, maybe the reason that he has accepted that he will stay, aside from, I don't know, a contract, is Shane Flanagan. Because that's the thing that's changed, isn't it? Since he said, I want out, and now he's saying, okay, I'll, I'll be there next year. But, he, but, he's still, but he said also, I'd prefer to be somewhere Yeah, he didn't else. even finish his sentence with, I want to stay here. Yeah, yeah he finished with like, I'll, I'll be here next se- season, looks like. But I think, could you get the quote up, please, Maddie? I think the quote is like, but my preference would be to be in Queensland or something like that. The Dragons signings for next year are Kyle Flanagan and Harm Sele. No knock on either of them, but like... I think Harm Sele is a really good signing, but it's not enough. Yeah, yeah, but like, oh. you, you look and just go... Yeah. How are they improving? Yeah. And that's where I go, okay, the Ben Hunt situation, he's got two more years on his contract. It's one million or whatever it is. Surely you just pay some superstar overs to get you there and begin the rebuild. Because what, what I'm not understanding with the plan with the Dragons is, is that it doesn't look like there's the beginning of a rebuild there. It looks like we're just going to try and scrape together a maybe top eight if Ben Hunt can play the best he can play. You know what I mean? Been, like, it feels like a stagnant pond for the last four or five years yeah. where nothing's... You have to remember, under Mary, under Mary, Paul McGregor, they had the most origin players of any team in the comp. It's like five or six. Yeah. And you know what? The, the, there was a brief period under Mary where they had a lot of players, but I feel like since Wayne left, it has either been, hey, we need Ben Hunt to play 10 out of 10, or hey, we need Gareth Whittup to play 10 out of 10. Mm. Yeah. If um, either of those two aren't the best player on the field, yeah. we're in trouble. So, okay. Uh, now let's get into some individual uh, performances. I thought DeBellin had a really, really good year. I thought he was super consistent, worked his absolute ass off. Um, I think that – who else can we look like? I think that I like Flanagan's idea of giving Lomax the first shot at fullback in the preseason, in the offseason. Um, I'm just looking at it. Who else really stood out for you guys and had a good year in that? We saw some young guys come in and play well. These Couchman boys. Yeah. They look the goods to me. I think I read somewhere that Couchman – 
I won't say it. You guys keep talking and I'll just see if I can find it. Where they're from? No, no. That maybe that they haven't got a contract coming up. <laughs> Don't break Guru's heart. I reckon if they leave, that'll be Justin Ford all over again. Mate, you got the Cashmans. You got the fan guys who are both you know, all very, very talented. Um, I, I thought the standout player for them this year was Blake Laurie, though. I thought he really went yeah. to a new level this year. He was tremendous for them. He's oh, apologies. They extended. Up. They did extend. Extended. So I think there was a period there where they hadn't re-signed yet, yep. and they extended them both till 2025. Same shit, different club. <laughs> On that Zach Lomax stuff, though, mate, like, I would love to see him given an opportunity to fall back, but I think at the start of the season, he needs to say to Lomax, you're in the one until origin. Then yeah. we'll reassess. We're not giving you three weeks. Like the last time they picked him at fullback, I think he lasted one week. One game. Yeah. One game. Ridiculous. Yeah. And I'd, I'd also be quite um, quite strong in my chat. And look, Lomax is still only 23 years old, which is crazy. But I'd be like, to Lomax, you're a gun. You're on a massive wicket. We know that you can be one of the best outside backs in the comp. But if it if you don't deliver this year, it's going to be really hard for us to justify paying such such huge amount for you. Um, because when I look at Lomax, I just think if he was at a top-tier club, he would be one of the best backs in the competition. Genuinely believe that. Now, is that a Lomax problem? Is that a club problem? I'm less inclined to say it's a club problem um, than I am, say, for the Tigers, because Lomax does deliver good performances every now and then at the Dragons, so it's not like he can't do it at that club. He can. Uh, and he, when he was given not opportunity at fullback, for periods there or just a roaming center to a degree he killed it so i would be basically saying to lomax mate like we think you're a gun we love you we want you here but as a as a team with you on so much money we need you to impact the game consistently more regularly otherwise it's just it doesn't work in our salary cap be paying you as much as we are he is so goddamn talented fucking unbelievable just need to put it together what what, what does freddie call him matty the chosen the gift, one the or gifted something? one the gifted one zach lomax exploding at at fullback could change this team entirely. Absolutely. Like, and we know he's good enough to. I don't. Know if, I don't know if he's good enough. I should say to do it at fullback because we haven't seen enough him there. But we know he's got the talent to do it. We know he's got every attribute to succeed at fullback. Mm. You, and but I, I completely agree with what Guru said. Give him till Origin one. Absolutely. Give him a fair, it is fair crack. Going to take time. Yeah. And if they go in and they're one from five and he's been only okay at fullback and they flip it, it's like, well, what's the point? Mm. But like genuinely, like if they get to week five and he's the worst fullback in the NRL, still back it in. Yeah, back it into. I mean, what else have you got? Like, what else are you going to? What do? else have you got? Yeah, I um, I I really think there's a great player in Lomax, like a great great player. I, I think that he just needs to put everything into this year, and then it'll just springboard him into the career that we know he should have. And look, in Lomax's defence, this club has just been so up and down for for quite a while now. So. Has any of their young stars really hit the straps that we thought they would? Probably not. I mean, if anything, it's a testament to how good Lomax is that he did play as well as he, he has had you know, periods of really good footy because, unfortunately, some of the other stars just really haven't gotten close to where we think they are. Uh, but it is a real... I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a make or break year for Lomax, but I do think it's a make or break for both parties where if, let's say, it doesn't work out this year, I think Lomax needs to consider what's best for his rugby league career. Is it staying at the Dragons or is it taking a pay cut and going to a top-tier club that's going to reach, make you reach your potential? Yeah, for sure. And you know, I'll use the same example I used for um, Stefano from the Tigers. If Lomax was replacing Herbie next year, how excited would you be? Imagine Panthers got him on minimum or something. Yep. You know what I mean? He would freaking kill it. 
And so I think Lomax has to ask himself that decision. Like, where does he want his career to go? Does he want to be on a big wicket at the Dragons? Or does he want to be an origin player, maybe even an Australian player, at one of the top-tier clubs? Because I just don't think it's worth, if it doesn't work this year, let's say he stays injury-free. Obviously, if he gets an injury, that's different. If it doesn't work this year, I just don't know whether it's worth, it's good for his career to stay in that role. And also, I don't think it's good for the Dragons as well because he's on such a big wicket. Now, not to say that either party should be breaking contract without a mutual agreement, not to say that at all, but I just think that it's a big year for for him at the Dragons. It's a big year for a number of guys on this side. The other one I think it's a big year for is Jack Bird. I'm I'm very, like, I don't know where he is in his career, you know? Again, another guy that you would always love to have in your squad because he rips and tears and goes hard all day, but constantly moving positions. Then, you know, there was, like, it just hasn't seemed to settle in the way you would think that a guy like Jack Bird would mm. settle in at the Dragons. I thought he had a really good year, Birdie. And again, yeah. chopped and changed in every different position, but between middle forward, edge forward, centre, everywhere. Play 5-8 play this year, he's covered yeah. nearly everything. Um, poor bugger. It, it must piss him off just going, like, just, just give me one that I can lock down yeah. and just be the best at. But he, he was a shining light. Absolutely. I, I agree. And that's why I think like a guy like Jack Bird, it's, it's strange to see where he is in his career because... He plays good footy. Very rarely do you watch a game that Jack Bird's in and you go, oh, yeah, he was, he was <coughs> below par. Like, he fucking rips and tears. Doesn't matter who he's playing, whether it's the Panthers or the Tigers or whoever. And yet it just doesn't seem like he's fully settled into the Dragons. Like, I, I, and when I say he's fully settled in, what I mean is, is that the Dragons haven't really accepted where he sits in that roster right now because he's constantly changing positions like every oh. single week. Obviously, he's played his best footy under Flano at the Sharkies. Mm. Uh, he's got a mutual option next year. So, okay, so very interesting. So, a mutual option that for he's... For 2025, sorry. 2025, okay. Yeah. That'll be really interesting for the Dragons. I think, I think Flano will get the best out of him because, you know what? Flano will just go, mate, here's your position and settle him into it. And I bet you he kills it. Yeah, and, you know, if Flano wasn't the coach, I would put my money on that he wouldn't be in the Dragons in 2025, mm. to be honest with you. But with Flano, that does change it. Um. Some other players that... Uh, I thought Michael Molo had a good year. I thought he had a pretty good year. Um, His Molo boys are good. He ended up making the Prime Minister's 13 as well. Uh, anyone else stood out for you, boys? I really liked the look of these two back rolls at the end of the season, Billy Burns and Dan Russell. I thought they both came in and did a very, very good job. Billy Burns, he, was he at Panthers for a bit? Yeah. Um, I mean, we've spoken about him already on this podcast, so we won't need to go too in too far into it but um, Tyrell Sloan obviously it's probably getting to make or break for him uh, this, this season coming up uh, and I don't mean that he can't go and uh, find another NRL club I don't mean that at all but what I mean is is that if he struggles this year I think there's a lot of people that will think he's not in the same tier of superstar we thought he could be now that doesn't mean he can't he's still what is he still he's still 21 years old so he's super young super super young but I just think that it's a really important year for him because if he has a big year this year, then that will kick, like he'll get the big contract. You know what I mean? Whereas if he has a, a, if he has a, a year where he struggles, he'll basically be going to other clubs on you know, minimum and all that kind of stuff to get another opportunity to rebuild his career. Uh, but he needs to have a huge year. I, th- I think the Prime Minister's was really good for him <laughs> because hopefully that gives him some confidence. Hopefully he goes, okay, I can be rewarded if I work really hard. And he played a decent game of footy too. 
But it's a huge year for Toro Sloan. That's what I was going to bring up. And personally, I wouldn't have picked him in that Prime Minister's 13. There's a few other fullbacks that I thought deserved an opportunity over him. But an opportunity to go into that camp and be with those really experienced and top-shelf guys. And like, man, that might have been the best Prime Minister's 13 side of all time, by so the way. Good. It was a good so side. Good. So hopefully that can have a positive influence on him because, yeah, I don't know, man. Just I think he's got so much ability. But all the noise coming out of Sloan I, around him and whatnot, whether it's Dragons, him, I don't know. But... And I reckon there's every chance that if it doesn't work out for him this year, I think he could end up in the Super League, Super League. by 23, 22, 23. Which would suck because he's so talented. Just got to put it all together. And, you know, you know, the moment that stands out for me this season was against the uh, against the Warriors back into the season. Like, you just can't ignore shit like that. Mm. Especially when there's been, you know, quite a few situations where you're like, oh, bro, just, just do it. Just yep. do it. Um, Michaela Avalawa. I thought had a pretty damn good had year. Had a great year. Had he a great year. In one of the worst attacking teams in the competition, I think statistically they were the third worst. They scored a handful more points than the Tigers. 21 tries, 148 metres per game. so good. Great numbers. His finishing was oh. elite. And even you sort of sit there and go, oh, a few knocks on his defence in the past. And there were moments this year where you go, okay, not, not his best moment and whatnot. But even so, the Dragons' defence, all the issues came down their other edge. So Michaelis on the right edge conceded 26% of their tries. The left edge conceded 54% of tries. Mm. So man, I, th- I thought he was terrific this year. Yeah, I agree. I thought he was absolutely outstanding and really like showed his potential. You know, mm. how many years did we sit there and go, geez, he could really, really damage some other wingers. And... Also, just the way he went about some of his tries, there aren't many wingers that could have done like such a, an explosive, aggressive player. I thought he was outstanding. He actually he lands in the Blake Laurie areas for me where you go, guys that you always wondered, are they just going to be good, solid NRL players, but you won't really remember them that much to <coughs> reaching their potential. And I think Ravalawa, as long as he has a big off-season – he could become one of those real, like almost like a bogey winger where it's like he doesn't necessarily have the superstar name attached to him, but wingers know, oh, shit, I've got Ravalawa this week. I'm yeah. try and tackle this bus. Yeah. Not a chance. Um, and it's almost like Blake Laurie, I reckon. I think I do think there are forward packs out there now going to play the Dragons going, oof, Blake Laurie this mm. week. And I know that people like to make jokes and whatever, but I tell you what, he fucking ripped and teared this year and he took it to nearly every forward pack he played. Yeah. Um, I think another forward that's going to be really key for Flanner to get the best out of is Jaden Sewell. Yeah. This is his 10th year of first grade. Wow. It's weird. You still see him as a young player, So right? I, I see him as young all the time. This is year 10. Year 10. This guy's at the Broncos, eh? And then the yep. Rabbitohs. He debuted for the Broncos. Well, you do it. Oh, probably giving it away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, insane. Well, he's 25. So it must have been less than 10 years. It must be like eight. Oh. Debut at 14, Roo. Debut at 15. 16, 17, 18, 19. Oh, sorry. No, take that back. I was counting his seasons, but he's he's because he's changed clubs a few times. He spent years at two teams. So he's like year seven, year eight. Year seven, year eight, which is still – he's and he's still only 25. Yeah. Well, he, he debuted in 2016 for the Bronx. Oh, actually, I think I remember there was a lot of hype. I think he was like 17 or 18 when he debuted, so he was really young. And he was, he was playing Origin not that long ago, and he looked yeah. like he was going to be a yeah. staple of the Maroons. I remember sitting there going, fuck, this guy's going to terrorise. <laughs> <you." laughs> um, yeah, so, look, if they can sort the Ben Hunt thing out, I do have a little bit of belief for the Dragons. Just the Ben Hunt situation. So much to sort out. So weird. Flano's the shining light. 
deliver, sir. Yeah, Shane Flanagan, absolutely the shining light for him. What do you got there, Eddie? Oh, no, the, the quote was um, from Ben Hunt. The more recent quote from two weeks ago was, it's not my first choice. God. Ouch. Ouch, that hurts. Uh, the thing is, like, it's just... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's just not even a comment he has to make. I know, I, I know. That's what makes it so, like, there is no there is no question you could possibly ask that forces him to make a response yeah. to that. And also, like, he must, like, to say that, he must be so far over it. Yeah. Like, because think about how many players feel that, but don't say it because they're, like, not worth the drama. Yeah. You know, whereas, like, to actually go, I'm almost like I'm being forced to stay here contractually, it's like, Oh. I could give you 30 cliches he could say to get out of that question. And he just goes, nah, fuck it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yep. You know, I'm contracted here. But I just, I'd love to know what happened. Because a bloke like that, who's gone his whole career ripping and tearing, just does, anyway. Queenslanders. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is so low, Rue. That is so, on this week as well, after everything that happened to us poor Queenslanders, you fucking put the boot in. <laughs> us poor Queenslanders. Jeez Louise, we're just battlers, mate. Tiny little stuff. I saw a quote uh, during the week, Queenslanders just don't get finals football. <laughs> <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.